Yo, what's the deal? Volcano Beach. Sam North. Darian. Yo, it's the stew, man. What's good? How y'all been, man? How's your week? My week was very productive. I got to finish a couple of mixes. Um, so I've been experimenting a lot. Um, you know, I always talk about my NLS plugin from Waves. Um, the Summon, the Summon Mixer plugin, which it worked wonders, man. And I end up putting up my old mix, and I've seen a lot of slate on there. Um, the slate tape, to be precise. Mm-hmm. And I end up using that slate tape. Um, and it's just so powerful. You know what I'm saying? Just turning it on without turning any settings. It was so powerful. So I end up paralleling, paralleling that to some awful vocals I had. What I mean by awful is no body. It was just thin. So with that tape parallel, it really did the job for me. So yeah, just been doing a lot of mixing, man. Trying to get the mixing um, to a point to where I have my set um, plugins. Man, you know how you get, like, for instance, Plugin Alliance. Since I got Plugin Alliance, I've just been trying to go through all those plugins. Because sometimes we try to, um, when we get new plugins, try to replace the new ones for the old ones. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But we forget that, yo, this... That old one, they're still cracking. Right. When when you said, uh, I don't know if you said horrible or terrible vocals, uh, do you know how they were, like, what mic and how they were recorded, or? No, I don't. I don't. Um, I try to tell them to send me a wet and a dryer to mm-hmm. see which way they was going with it, but it was just nobody. Like, it, it was just real thin. To where a point to where it was like, you know how you want to tell the artist, like, man, just do it over. Right, right. You know, just come to me. Um, let's just record this. Me personally, I just feel like all I need is the main vocal done over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll keep everything. The background else. and all of that. Yeah. yeah. I could I'll do keep that. that. You don't need it. You, yeah. Well, you know, you want them to be thinner so you can control them. Exactly. Yeah, backgrounds so and everything. It's, it's pretty much doing that. But like I was telling you. If I can't get them back in, what I'll do is I'll bring it to the stew and I'll treat it like I'm re-recording it and just running through all the gear. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Faz, what you were saying about plugging the lines, man, I'd be having to I'd be finding myself in a situation like, man, you need to use these. You paying for them. I I use about four of them plugins. Like, it's crazy how I was lusting after them plugins. Now that I got every one of them, bro, I use about four or five of those plugins. Man, I don't even use the ones I paid for. Like it's, it's it's like some, a mental thing. I don't know what happened. I just stopped using them plugins. So I used to use the townhouse on my master bus on every beat. I used to use like the townhouse. I used to use the SBL um when I just had the attacker mm-hmm. to make my snares crack a little bit harder. Bro, I got the whole thing now. I don't use them. Like so, I got to figure out what what's going on in my head because I stopped. It ain't like I bought a lot of plugins in the last couple of months. I haven't. I only bought about four or five plugins in like five months. You know what I'm saying? So right. I understand what's going on. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta be more, start using them more, paying for them. Just yeah, that's how I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like I told myself I have to go through all these plugins and see which ones I'm really using. Like I wish there was a way that you can categorize your plugins, which you can. Just make a preset of it and pull it up. At least in Pro Tools you can, but just be like, yo, all these is just for my drums. So when you pull up plugins, you got 
drum snare you know what i'm right, saying right right yeah, so you ain't cool. got to keep looking for you know that'd be a that that'd actually be a dope app to try to make you know what i'm saying the way you can categorize your plugins and your settings to how you want it to be it'd be dope yeah but i know with the new pro tools you can just type in what you're looking for and all that but yeah so yeah just mixing for me this week man pretty much um and i'm doing uh like house and tech techno uh um, techno techno edm music so learning how to keep the the kick and the 808 all that low end together um it's uh it's been it's been fun you know what i'm saying but it's definitely i've been listening to a lot of marshmallow Mm. a lot of him because he contains that low end really good yeah really good and all it really is is a limiter right it's just it's just a limiter they keep everything to that set level they got the ceiling Mix it into it, bow, it's set. Side chain. Yeah. Side chain a lot. So, yeah. So, mainly what I've been doing is that low end, send it all to one bus, a mono bus, and just contain it from there and keep it moving. Because when I went to Nam, that one guy was showing me how he did his separate buses with the snare and the clap was one bus. The hi-hats was one bus, the low end was one bus, then he sent all those buses to the drum bus. Mm. And he was doing that live. That was his live setup. I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, that was his live setup. Then with a parallel compression. Yeah, that was nuts. I was I was like, man, I just gotta try it. Yeah. Just to see it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it worked wonders, man. But I feel like in Pro Tools, Pro Tools been tweaking on me because when I do that, Everything doesn't get as wide. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not wide no more. It's just like everything's just starting to come in the middle. And it's like, why is it not getting wider? You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I don't know if it's just a Pro Tools thing or it just might like. Be like a, um, some laws with the unpanning. And you probably got to see what you're fighting against. Yeah, that's that, that's that's been tripping me out. So, but that's about it, man. How about yourself? Man, my week, I've been, like, chasing this sound. I've been working on a few different projects, but one project in specific, it's like I've been listening to past mixes of an artist that I work with. They record themselves, and, like, I've been working on that project, but, like, their past work in my ears have been has sounded better. Like, they have done nothing different. I've been doing everything different, but it's not sounding better. And it's weird to, like, be in the game longer, and then, like, sometimes you listen to past stuff, and it sounds better than new stuff. Right. It kind of make you wonder, like, what's going on here? See, and that's what I feel about all the plugins we got. Is it because we switched up these new plugins that came out and try to put them into our workflow? Rotation, right. You right. know what I'm saying? Is that what it is? Because then if that's the case, it's like, okay, all these plugins y'all come out still ain't messing with the plugins I mess with. Right. Yeah, I, I, that may be it because I know that I've gotten better results, but when I had those results, I, weren't, I wasn't satisfied either, though. Like, that's the thing that I'm still chasing. It. And I don't know if it's a good thing to chase a sound, but the thing is, I'm also chasing a sound with ingredients that don't necessarily get that result. 
not that the ingredients are stale completely but it's like the ingredients aren't as fresh as they could be i feel you i feel you how do you treat so so vote this is this is a question i'm gonna ask you because you do a lot of production um have you ever had a client online to where you mix their production yeah okay now with your with your workflow have 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 you ever got like some drums some snares any type of percussion that was just bad to where you had to reshape it and remake that sound well what i'm reshaping everything to be honest because i'm i'm either cutting stuff out or i'm adding so because that's how that's how i'm envisioning it if somebody giving it to me they trying to they're trying to get me to like make it sound as clean as possible so i'm trying to shape i'm trying to take out bad frequencies filter things and then in my opinion that's reshaping the sound itself if if you give me a, a kick drum and it's got too much sub in it because you got an 808 i'm reshaping that when i'm filtering out the bottom you know what i'm saying right that's how i'm looking at it so i say every time now as far as like um like deliberately running it through certain things so it can get a sound yeah like because i'm a big i love um kick machine um what not kick machine that's not what it's called um sasquatch stuff like that that you add the original you put an original drum through and you add and click or low to the drum so yeah in that case yeah definitely shaping according to like what key the song is in like stuff like that so i can filter your bottom send it through sasquatch and add bottom from that frequency then you'll be like man it sounds a lot cleaner it just it just sound better with the song because i actually tuned it and i'm adding my own low end that's tuned to whatever key your song is in you know what i'm saying okay so stuff like that yeah all the time uh hi-hats um i'm not i'm not a rock person or like a a, a punk dude i hate super crispy hi-hats i do so i'm filtering off the top because in my opinion like you don't really need over like 14k I don't need that. Well, what do we need that for? Right. Technically, we don't need anything over 16, to be honest. But that might be just hip-hop producer, listen to vinyl, sample dude, whatever. I, I just, I, I'm filtering off the top of hi-hats. I don't care what type of song it is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, in that way, I'm shaping. Definitely okay. shaping. Okay. Um, D, I know you've been working on your own production um, these last couple of weeks um when you address your production while you're producing it do you get into the format of mixing as well because i know some people say they don't uh they don't mix while they produce they wait until they get their idea down then they go mix the sounds and everything in shape right how do you um address yours most of the time i'm always like mixing it because i started as it mixing engineer before I produced like I started as an artist then an engineer then a producer and so I kind of do everything in that way like I arrange the beat like an artist would like meaning structure it and then I mix it and then I kind of like well I'm mixing while I'm producing so meaning even if I have a VST up I'll add an EQ and clean it up like while I'm playing something like for instance with a bass where I 
I'll make a sine sine wave to make a bass, and I'll already kind of know where it's gonna sit frequency wise. So I'm already mixing and blending it while I'm playing each instrument, and so I'll have my chords and my like uh, my basic everything down, and then when I'm adding on to the beat, it'll like it'll already almost be mixed by the time I'm finished with all the sounds. Okay. Okay. Cool. Dope. Vo, produce the tool of the week. On my tool of the week, they just came out with a full bundle, the um, Arteria Effects bundle. But my tool I've been using for a while, the Matrix, um, the Matrix 12, the um, it's a synth, and they had a super dope filter, and they basically replicated the filter and made it so you can use the filter, and they added features to it. So that filter I've been using that heavily, like to shape my samples. Like going old school with having the sample in the hook. I let it open and during the verse, I'm closing it. Just using that filter. It's a it's it's two it's a two-stage filter. And you can um it's got a mod matrix. It's a two-stage filter. So you can have a a high pass and a low pass, low pass and high pass, band pass, any combination of the two. And it's got one mod knob that you can map to like basically whatever. Well you technically can you can shape it's basically a whole matrix man it's like four by eight i think that you can have all type of crazy things going it's like a a sequencer on there for the mm. for the filter so that's that's it's dope. dope it's it's a dope um it's a dope tool because i'm using it even if i just got a piano loop and i'm just filtering it in and out to make it you know what i'm saying sound current honestly like some of like the stuff that's out now like all the the crazy effects and everything I'm adding stuff I'm using that filter I've been using it for like the last six eight months but I've been using it heavily like the last couple weeks because I've been sampling a lot so I'm, I'm trying to make things sound different I ain't just trying to chop stuff up I'm trying to chop it up rearrange it and filter it and everything I'm I'm double doing it back in the day they used to filter things so they sound different and chop them up sometimes, but I'm doing both. I'm chopping them and I'm filtering the hell out of them like it's sound futuristic, whatever, man. The beat's starting to sound decent because I'm using those like principles, but yeah, I'm using that one a lot more. It's the Arturia, um, they got a whole effects bundle. It's dope too, if you um, if you got any Arturia plugins, it's only like 200 bucks. And they basically got all the plugins that UAD got, or plug, not UAD, just UAD. I was about to say at Plugin Alliance, but Plugin Alliance ain't make like a DBX 160 VU clone. Mm, you know I what I'm saying? Right, so they, they did all of those. They So basically, they just gave us a, a native version of all the plugins that UAD, UAD got, basically. That's dope. Yeah. Mm. It's For like how much? 14 of them or something. They, they like 400 bucks, but. If you got any Arturia plugins, they like two hundred bucks. I got V collection, okay. so it's like two hundred bucks. But That's love. I already had filters already, so I had filters already had preamps. So I don't, I'm probably not gonna buy the bundle. I already had a lot of the effects they got. Okay, so. That's dope. Check that out. D recording tip. Man, my recording tip of the week is the Twin Infinity Seven Ten Universal Audio Preamp. I recommend that to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, it's like over this past week, I know I go every week almost and find a new piece that I slept on for a few months and then you overuse it and then jump to the next one. 
but it's like actually becoming one of my favorite pre's because of that blend uh, mm-hmm. where you can have more tube or more transient. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can kind of have the best of both worlds or you can kind of fit it and tailor it to whichever artist. Like, for instance, if it's a male, you may put it on one side and a female, you may add some. If her voice is already thin and transient, you may want to add more warmth. And so it's just a lot that, like, you can... It's kind of the first of the tone beats. When you think of, obviously, the tone beats has a lot of more drive to it. It definitely does. But when you think of, like, all of the capabilities of a preamp and the fact that you, like, can drive it and gain and level it, like, the Twin Infinity is, like, the first coming of that, like, where you can create so many different tones from one yeah. pre. Yeah, okay. I see that. And so y'all should just check that out because... uh I've rarely used it, and I've been using it recently on a lot of stuff, even coupling it with the preamp. I mean, coupling the preamp with either the LA-2A or the 1176. Like, it's it's a good texture either way. Okay. I'm looking at it. That's, that's the oldest piece we got in here. That's the, yeah, that's the oldest, oldest piece. piece. Not oldest, but, like, the piece we've had the longest out of all the gear in the room. Mm. It is. What is the oldest piece in the sense of, like manufactured as well like as in like do we want to you know how the fairchild comes from like the certain 60s or something the ns10s okay what do you mean like far as like um like the clone like when that came out Nah, yeah or as far as like what even if it replicates something so say it's the 1176 Um, like probably 1170 or or the neve the Neve. The Neve, yeah, it's probably the Neve. It's one of the oldest pieces, yeah. like, okay. Or Where it has a whole older right? history, that's right. what I mean, right. Yeah, but the oldest age of the gear is the NS10s. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. Not even close. Um, My mixing tool, like I said, I've been diving into Plug-in Alliance. Um, I've been using the, I think it's called the unfiltered audio the triad mm. yeah that stuff i remember when that came out that thing when that one came out is nasty i use it I, I took notes on it because i had to go dive deeper into it because what i was using it for um it was more to it you know what i'm saying um i use it for the multi the multi-band compression part mm. okay it has three different modes six different ways you can use it as a two or three band. You can go parallel and use it as a two or three band. Or you can go channel and use it as an MS in the left and a right. Dope. Now, with that saying, I can take my lows and from my lows, I can add 40 different effects just on my lows. Damn. And then I can connect those 40 effects to a modulator at the bottom and just turn one knob and it tweaks everything. It was nuts. So now I can put saturation on my high. I can put a delay on my low. It's it's just nuts, bro. Yeah. It's just nuts. Um, breaking it down, um, 40 effects, eight categories, a modulator cell, and that lo-fi is just, and you know, lo-fi is just dropping the sample rate. So they got a button just to where you can just, once you do everything, bow, just trim that lo-fi and blend it in, bro. It was wonderful for me today. Some people use it for mastering because with the uh, the multi band, they chopping off the mid, the low mids and the high, and right. they just add saturation, 
different saturation to the high than they did to the low. Man, I'm I'm actually gonna do a tutorial on that because it's so much, it's it's unlimited to what you can do to it. You know, I used it uh, like a week ago because I know it's on the studio computer. And I had committed, cause I made a beat with it. And I had committed it and I was, that was the first time in Pro Tools where commit really came in handy. Cause when I went home, I wouldn't have had that plugin. Right. But yeah, I didn't even experience all that you're explaining that it does. My, my, my brother, it is nuts. It is nuts, bro. Like just the effects that they got on it. Right. It's just like, I was overwhelmed to where I had to go to YouTube and pull up to pull up a tutorial. Right. Just to see how other people was using it. Um, there's nobody using it the way we would use it. I'ma say that. I'ma right. say we're nobody using how we would use it. So we definitely should drop a tutorial on that. I think that'll be dope, man. That was definitely my mixing tool of the week. You know I'm gonna check saying? it out. Um yeah, it was amazing. And I and I believe um what was the one that came out before that one? Because the triad is the newest one. From Triad Unfiltered? Or something like that. Um, the Dent. Yeah, that was the first one. Because they were saying that um, that one, it got the same thing that that one has. This one just had a couple of new features okay. on it, which I thought yeah, I was they, amazing. I, I think it, I forgot the name of it, man. I know they got a few, I mean, a couple plugins. Yeah, but one was a light and one was the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I want to get into is a lot of online services that we do from the mixing and the production. You know what I'm saying? When when we get these online clients, um, something that me and you was talking about as well, how do we proceed or how do we take care of their mixes or take care of their orders as far as productions and certain things? You right. know what I'm saying? Uh like what's some of the steps that you do for your online clients uh, as far as uploading uh stems um sample rate bit def you know what i'm saying how do you intake the files do you have them load up the whole session like how y'all go about it well for me if it's pro tools because i have pro tools already i'll prefer them to just give me the pro tools ptx or yeah, I think it's PTX. Five. Now, what if they don't have the same plugins that you got? They, usually, I never trip off of it, even though I, I would hope that they would commit it. You know, I would hope that somebody had the wherewithal to, like, know to commit the plugin. Um, but usually, I've never ran into the problem where I haven't either been able to recreate that sound almost identically or better and or... Uh, it wasn't something that was a big deal, like it was an EQ type thing and not an actual uh, effect plugin that I didn't have. So Okay, so if you okay, so if if they sent you that and you didn't have that plugin, you still recreated it to where it still sounded the same. Yeah, because I heard the demo and I would always throw the demo inside of the uh, you know, the session as well and just A and B and I always check it anyway. So I would if if they had like a you know say they were using the one knob because the one knob um sound toys has one it's called like the freaky filter uh, a whole bunch of companies uh fab filter has one but a whole bunch of companies have like where they have different filters like you know the knob filters or like and they all sound different so if you use the one knob it sounds different from the freaky filter when you make the low file when you cut it 
you know, do do the low pass filter on it. So, uh, like, if they have a situation where I'm hearing in the demo they're using something like that, I'll just make it better. Okay. Because then I don't have to worry about recreating their sound if I do a better one than theirs. Okay. Do you uh, do you use reference track reference tracks um, when you mix period? Not that often, like, or maybe I do, but it just doesn't come consciously. Like, meaning I'm always listening to the record that I'm playing or mixing. I'm always listening to the record in the car, in the headphones. And probably subconsciously, I'm always playing another song around it. So I then always am doing it probably, but not noticing it. Like, I don't have a specific, like, okay, this song is going to be coupled with this song. It's always like this thing where I'm just playlisting my mixes always. Okay. And okay. so. How about you, Vo? Because I know you had a lot of online clients as, as well. Just going yeah. back and forth with them. How, yeah, um, how you I try take to, care of that? I try to set up um, like a, a Skype, honestly, so we still talk face-to-face just like we're in the studio together. Um, I'm not trying to let you hear nothing on Skype. I got join me, though. Just in case, because join me lets me, let them and me hear like the quality of their interface. So they literally could let me hear something out of Pro Tools, and I could literally let them hear something out of my Pro Tools with join right. me. And that's called yeah. join me. Yeah, join. Join me. me. Okay. But um, as far as like um, like files, like uh, I use Dropbox. I usually try to include it in, in like whatever they pay me. Like if they ain't got Dropbox, take ten dollars off, bro. Just subscribe to Dropbox for the next month, whatever. So we have it. Cause you know Dropbox acts funny if one side ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So Dropbox definitely for the files. Even though technically we should be using like one of those FTTPs because we still compressing and doing stuff to the audio with Dropbox, but that's another issue. Um as far as like um me just getting just just far as like what he was talking about references and i use references but i use it i listen to a reference and i ask the people like what you trying to get up out of this reference and then i listen again when i'm done doing what i do because i'm trying to shape it in my way of trying to get the instead of like let me play this let me go back and forth let me play what is, what is that i don't right. want to do that like I, I told you like how i feel about it like you want drink okay so you telling me you hollering at me because you can't afford 40. Right. If you want 40 to mix it, go holler at 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're trying to get me to do something, okay, cool, I can put you in that realm, but I, it's not going to sound like what 40 did, bro. Go holler at 40. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, how I, that's how I look at it. So I use them, but I'm more using it trying to figure out what the person's mind state is rather than trying to duplicate something. Okay. I'm using it more for that. Like, okay, they want their vocals crispy. Okay, cool. They want the, the, the bass only the sub they don't want to hear that top part of the 808 let me get rid of that you know what i'm saying it's like little stuff like that i'm not really trying to listen to it as reference okay are you staying in contact with them in a um in a way far as like how many mixes are they getting you know what i'm saying are 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 you emailing mixes back and forth making sure you're going down the right path or you just you're in and out no, I, I set the numbers before I start. Okay. Yeah, I set the numbers like literally in the first, when I send them they square invoice, it's got how many mixes, how many masters, 
whatever I'm doing, I, I got it in there because okay. at the end of the day, it's just human spirit, man. Like if 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 you don't set parameters, it's just us. We're humans. Like we work better when we got parameters. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. Like we work better when we got parameters. Plain and simple. We all do. So that'd be crazy for me to just to tell you, like, yeah, man, I just mix that to you, to you satisfied. What? They're never gonna be satisfied. What are you talking about? Like, ask anybody who said that, they're gonna mix it to the person that's satisfied. Or anybody who had to work under those circumstances, like homie that had to mix the thriller song or what a song on thriller 80 sometimes. I asked him how that felt. You know what I'm right. saying? Be, and they use mix number two or three. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how we are as people. We're gonna keep doing it and keep doing it, keep doing it until. It's just attrition, basically. So I got a set amount of mixes. Cause at the end of the day, you giving me your reference. I'm trying to figure out what you want up out of it. I'm trying to do 90% of my work before that first mix. I know sometimes people want to give certain positive. Nope, I'm doing 90% of my work. So basically, that that first one is gonna take the longest. I'm giving you every like majority of what I got to try to figure out what your plan is after you tell me what your plan is. So after that mix, then you figure out, okay, cool, I don't really like this part. Oh, okay, cool. Like I said, I don't, I'm only, I charge for extra revisions, but I really don't want to do extra revisions, to be honest. So even if I charge you, even if you got the budget to keep paying me, I don't want to keep doing it. Like, Because at the end of the day, you might be nitpicking about something that really don't matter. You might be in your head about something that really don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? I actually had a client like that. That song I let you hear, that was one of the dopest songs. Like, I'm so salty, I can't put that out and say I mixed that because this artist never wanted to put it out because they was in their head about something that was small. They never even put the song out. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Like, something like that. So, I try to keep a set amount of mixes, not to like limit you just so you can work in your best creativity too if i tell you you only got four revisions or three revisions you ain't gonna play with that next revision you're gonna tell me for real you're gonna listen intently and say you know what i don't like the hi-hats i don't like this i don't like this instead of just i don't like something you know you're gonna be direct about it if i tell you you only got two revisions right you know what i'm saying so that's just that's the reason i do it okay how about you d i'm pretty much the same as but my most of my clients that I have, uh, I don't necessarily do the guidelines. So I'm 100% the same with the method, but I don't necessarily enforce the guideline because majority, I haven't ran into the problem where like it's overwhelming. I've come close, so I probably should implement it a little bit better. But majority of my clients, like they almost come to me for my ear so they'll be like is it good like is it to my liking is it at my standard yeah <laughs> it was is it at my standard so literally most artists i work with like once i send it to them they release it like they not they not doing no back and forth now i have few clients where they're very nitpicky and it's not necessarily it just so happens that on my end, I notice majority of my female clients are very like, very crazy. Like, mm -hmm. I, and it's not all females, of course. But sorry, ladies. Very crazy, honestly. Like when it comes to like one day, it's like they're the the Michael Jackson story where literally eighty nine mixes, but they use the second one. It's like 
one day they hearing something, the next day they hearing something else. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Like I got like two two projects on the table. I mean, halfway done. I didn't got majority of money for that ain't released just because things want to be redone. Like so, I know exactly what you mean. Like, how do you go about that? Like when you, like when you halfway done with a mix and they like, you know what? I want to record these vocals over. Come through and record. Like, I, I literally got one lady. I'm waiting for her to come from Houston right now. Like, if you got to come here, ain't that better than like you trying to figure it out and all that? Like, think about how much a plane ticket costs, a hotel room for one night, and being in the studio with me. Think about how much that costs. Compared to your happiness, you aggravated because this ain't being recorded the way you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't really that much of a cost, honestly. Okay. Have, have you ran into the problem of having someone who records, they take too much, and you like, all right, bro, like, go somewhere else. Like, we yeah. obviously, like, someone who you you have to redo a take, but they want to over-redo their take. Oh, yeah, that happens never all the satisfied, time. Yeah. And you like... Yeah. It gets to the point where it's like I you I start to question myself like maybe it's me you you may want to go somewhere else bro right. like maybe you not being captured some way that you looking for or you don't know what you want and I'm at the point where I could keep taking your money but it's not even fun no more right. it's, it's it's definitely not fun because then it comes to oh, a yeah, point. It it's yet. never yeah. fun yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. then you in a situation to where you like. It's not even worth it. That's why I know I have integrity, just because I've could've I could have run up so much money on people's time just by wasting their time because they waste their time. Yeah. And I've been great on some hey man, it's not it's like not it's, we need to stop. Yeah, it's not that and it's not yeah. It's not gonna keep it's not gonna get better. Right. Like, yeah. Like man, I don't care how hard I try. I'm not gonna be able to like jump like Westbrook tomorrow because I really want to. Right. <laughs> like even when I was like 19 or 17 in my best shape ever, I couldn't jump like Westbrook could at 17 because he has that ability. Right. <laughs> I, like, so, right. so there's no hard feelings, but it's not going to sound better because you recorded it. Like you recorded two or three times or twice, not right. even two or three, twice. So it's not going to get better, bro. Like, so y'all feel like what we got. Anything over three is just redundant. Right? No, nah, I wouldn't say anything over three because I've been in a situation where an artist came back and reworked vocals and it shit was like a million times better right. the next time they came in. So, yeah, like things can get better, but it's like it's like it's like the madness thing. If you steady attacking it from the same angle, no, it's not gonna get better. But if you coming from a different angle, like I got something different to do on it. Then okay, cool, I can see that. Right. But if you just doing the same thing, that's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's the definition of that's insanity just is aggravating both doing of the us. same you thing. You aggravated because you don't sound better, and I'm aggravated because I told you you're not gonna sound better in so many words. I ain't say you ain't gonna sound better, but I kind of told you you're not. Right. Yeah, I think I've run into that problem only a few times in my life, and it's always been from artists who never really truly had a direction in the first place. Artists who always know what they want are some of the best artists to work with unless they already have an ego. But artists who are just humble people and also know what they want, it's usually smooth selling. And those are usually the, the most successful because they know, you know, some people in life go from point A, but it take them so many steps to get to, you know, Z. Like they got to wrap around. 
And so, and some artists are just able to get that straight shot because they had that vision early. And so I notice usually I gel better with artists who already had a vision and also are just firm in their own light, like are confident in their own voice. I don't really like to deal with too many artists who go back and forth and always telling you they hate their voice. And it's just yeah. like, come on, man. So you want voice somebody who can't do about basically it. got self-control over themselves and believe in what they do. Yeah, definitely. Basically, that's what it is. Just believe in what do. you do. Like, at the end of the day, I'm sitting up here like, man, I can't hear like Andrew Sheps can hear, bro. Like, what if I'm sitting right. there doing it? Man, bro. Like, man, I wish I could hear like Jimmy Douglas, man. Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's the exact same thing. Like, so... We just got to do what we could do. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but um, with me, man, I'm I'm the same way. As far as the online clients, um, I definitely want to hear MP3 of your whole song, and I definitely want to hear where you're trying to go with it, and if I can even take it there. Right. Yeah. Because if I can't take it there, I don't want your money. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to feel comfortable with me believing that I can take it to that level that you want me to take it to. Because right. sometimes I get, <laughs> man, if, if, if y'all ever just went on SoundCloud and just listen, type in random people and just listen to their music, like sometimes that's the type of shit I get. Bro, yeah, definitely. You know I get some out of this box. To where it's yeah. just like, bro, um, there's nothing I can do about this. But I definitely believe you need a vocal coach. Right, you need right. a writing coach. My nigga, you need to go see a counselor too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because it's a lot of shit going on in your head right now. It's a lot, you know yeah. How do y'all feel about these stacks? Because I'm working with a client right now to where online he got about like 20 stacks and he wants them all. Yeah. If it's not a harmony, I don't want it. <coughs> like, that's my personal <laughs> That's pretty opinion. much... Unless it's a it like, of course, if you gonna beef off a, a hook and want to differentiate the hook from the verse, I get you panning some things, maybe doing <coughs> like I. That's the minimal thing, but for the most part, I don't want like I have clients that they want to do like a whole bunch of dubs and then fifty thousand layers of those, and I'm just like, bro, I'm really cutting all that. Like, do you switch your prices yeah. when you use outboard to analog, or do you let? Or do you let them know you're doing a hybrid mix? My clients like, never really know. Is a hybrid mix different from a digital to an analog mix? Or you just you just do you? I just do me. Honestly, okay. it's according to what type of music it is, though. Okay. Because, like, people doing R&B and hip-hop, do they really care if it's an analog mix? You know what I'm saying? But people doing, like, jazz or R&B or gospel or something, they oh, might yeah. care. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not R&B, but you get what I'm saying. Like, with people who using real instruments, basically. Okay. People who using real instruments, they care. Like, at the end of the day, if we doing, like, some hip-hop or soul or new school, whatever, like, it's still only two tracks. It's just a beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, only people really care about if it's analog is if people, like, if it's a band, it's, it was, like, instruments. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So... Yeah, because they about to give me 40 tracks. Yeah, it's a different price. So that's how I look at it. Like, not even 40. I'll be happy if it's only 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. But yeah, as far as stacks, yeah. I don't know, man. I got, I got, I was, it was a gift and a curse, man. I worked with um my man, Brandon. This man recorded stacks for three hours one day. Mm. And I, I didn't just mix it. I recorded it. Mm. 
And what I said I was blessed about is I, I, I muted some. And he was like, well, where those go? I, there's something in there. Like, I'm like, bro, we got 47 of them. I muted like six to like clean up shit. He was like, nah, I'll bring them back. So from then on, I look at stacks the same way. Ah, I look right. at stacks the same off. way. I look at my drum. Do it need three layers? If I say it need three layers, then it need three layers. Right. Like, that's they artistry. I can't say what stack's supposed to be used and what's not. Because I've been in a situation where I muted. I ain't talking about later. Hey, listen to the song later. No, no. While he's in the booth, I muted like five. And he was like, bro, no, no. Bring those back. What you do with those? Right. So I look yeah, at no, stacks true. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they put all those stacks in for a reason. It definitely. So I'm going to try to keep them as close as I possibly can. Okay. It does depend on the artist, but... I'm going to tell them always, I don't want them stacks. Because that's more work on me now. Right. <laughs> Facts. All right, man. We down to our last two minutes, man. We finna kick it off. Uh, I guess, yeah, I could go. You know, we we talked about a lot of different things within this time period. But I always want to wrap it up and make sure you get something out of it. Uh, as, a, as an engineer or as a as an upcoming person in this audio world, always make sure that you're aware of what you're putting into it, just because this isn't time that you're gonna obviously get back. And also these are trades and things that you can utilize to further your career in every field within this audio world. And I mean this, I know it's sounding extra random I mean saying that, but if you were an audio engineer, most likely to transition to you being a DJ as a lot, or I'm saying the transition to you doing a lot of different things in the music field can bridge, like meaning mixed and key is not only just a thing that you can use as a DJ, you can use it as an engineer, or also being a producer and an engineer, or being an artist and a producer, all of these things intertwine. So once you set yourself into this music field, and of course, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a part of that or at least want to understand and know more. Right. Make sure you engulf yourself in these tools and know that they can be utilized across the board. You don't have to think of a snare just from an engineer perspective. You could think of it from a producer perspective, even if you are an engineer and vice versa. So make sure you all use these tools and know that you can kind of mix and match the career for the tool. Right. Well, um, I would say just like part of my, my, my production tool, I believe like we need to um get more into not not like specifically, but like just understanding sometimes subtracting something is addition. So cleaning certain things up. Like even if you just make beats, just cleaning up the strings, just getting rid of the low end on there because you got too much low end on the on the you got a lot of low end on the synth or the bass. Just cleaning the strings up might be a difference in it. You know what I'm saying? So I would say just using filters is like, that's like a key. Like, honestly, like using filters is like a major key because the average person just go to like trying to figure out what's wrong when you could just take stuff away to make things sound better together. And sometimes like people look at you like it's magic or something. How don't you, man, I just filtered. That's it. Slope, 12 dB slope. It wasn't even crazy. Just a filter, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I say, yeah, just using filters and, like, 
it's filters is just the the byproduct of that type of thinking it's not about filters it's about thinking about what can you get rid of to help things sound better you know what i'm saying like me personally like i do it a lot like with my my drums or something instead of switching the drum out i might just need to tune it up or down if i tune it up it might fit better with the bass you know what i'm saying just like little stuff like that thinking about what you can get rid of to help things okay cool um my last two minute um something that i did over the past week was basically like i was saying going through my plugins and just kind of really zone in on what's making a difference in my mixes and what's not because sometimes we get carried away going through all these plugins trying to figure out what's what you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like honed down on what you use don't be afraid to try new things um like vo was saying those filters that's one of my first things i do i filter everything before i eq anything you know what i'm saying so just being able to be aware of what you have and how you can fix things at a certain fast pace is is awesome and uh don't ever be afraid to try new things man um yeah, that's it. I'm Fam North. Volcano Beats. Yeah, it's the stew. We out. Peace.